You are listening to The Backline Podcast. All right. This is The Backline Podcast. It's been about a month since we've had an episode, but guess what? That's because our drummer has been traveling. Yeah. So, in that time, we had a lot of shit going on, but let's start out with uh, Tristan. Yeah. Why the fuck were you gone? I just went places. Where? Um. Well, I mean, what do you want to know? Uh, I started by going to Chicago, which was interesting. Lame. Um, I've been through Chicago a few times, um, but usually I just go to the park to fly because it's like half the price to fly out of Chicago than it is to fly out of Madison. Madison sucks. Madison is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but so I did that, parked there. Um, actually, in relation to this, the Uber driver that I then I parked at a, a spot, right? Like I parked at an open lot. It's usually for like a train station. Spot, mm-hmm. spot Hero saves your ass with that. It's like half the price versus parking at the airport. So I get in the Uber and I'm I'm riding to the airport. Um, and uh, I get talking to this guy because that's what I do. I just talk to people. Um, he had to be. He was driving a van which was a town and country. And I was like, how do you like this vehicle? And he's like, well, it's not great on gas, but it's useful for what I do for my hobbies. And I was just like, oh, what do you do? And he's, mm. a, he's a musician. And I was like, oh, you're, you're, of course. you're a drummer, aren't you? And I'm like, nope, I'm not, but I do drum. Um, long story short, he, we ended up talking about how he works at a music shop and he fills in as a musician for a couple of different bands mm. and whatnot. He was a nice guy. Um, but yeah, no, I, I flew down to... Um, Virginia um, and stayed with a friend there for a bit um, visited Washington D.C. and saw the fireworks there um, spent a lot of money at the restaurants there because they're all expensive because it's D.C. you gotta um, and you went on a holiday went on a holiday that was cool um, America birthday <laughs> basically uh, the fireworks are really cool because they were like I, I swear to god there were 100,000 people there um, it was crazy busy. We snuck alcohol in and, and had some beers. Not not like crazy. It was just a couple of beers that we happened to be walking around with. So we were just like, you gotta. Well, they were America. Checking, they were checking bags and whatnot. No, America. <laughs> okay, America. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. Um, it was hellacious getting out of there because it's all metro there. You don't really want to drive in DC, so everybody had to file to a bunch of different metro stations, and we ended up. Like the fireworks ended at like eight nine o'clock, and we were out until midnight trying to get back home, just because we like the traffic or what? Yeah, you couldn't no get on, shit. you couldn't get on a train. Like uh, everybody was, every, well, it's really like I can't. Were you guys actively trying to get home, or were you like, yes. maybe we'll get home? Well, a couple of things, right? So we were in the middle, and then we were, you stopped at five bars on the way. No, like, no, maybe it, we'll get it, home. like we were actively trying to get home in that span of time. Um, so it's. There's probably details in here I don't need to include, but when we were going to leave, we were initially going to go towards the Smithsonian, um, which was they clo- which is one of the stops, right? And they closed that down as an exit, which means that you can only get on a train there. It's not going to stop and let you get off, which is, oh, it, wow. it was that busy. You're locked in, Basically, boy. basically. Um, but w- we were going to walk towards the Smithsonian, and tra- it was me, um, Brock, and Miles. They're a couple friends of mine. Um, and we were walking, and there's just this random fucking guy sitting there, and he's just like, "No, you should go to Foggy Bottom or uh, or this other spot." And like we were, we were just like trying to figure out where to go, and this guy's just like, "No, no, 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 go this way." And like he's just like, "Go that way, go to Foggy Bottom." And then there was another uh, there was another uh, stop that we ended up going to, but um, 
yeah, these are these, this is Virginia for your DC. That's some interesting names. Sketch. I know. But Go this way. Well, he was just he was really nice. He's like, yeah, I've done this a couple of times, and this is always a death battle over there trying to get into the metro. And I'm, we were like, okay, so we end up walking this other direction. Um, it was cool because they had a bunch of streets. I mean, visiting DC was cool because they had like an event going on. Nonetheless, it was like a folk music festival, and they had a bunch of stuff going on. They had blocked the roads, and that was really cool. But no, getting home, uh, folk music. Well, it was it was like some folk festival. Folk, I, but it's not metal. No, it wasn't metal. All right, I didn't get to see any metal musicians. I'm just I kidding. There. I like all sorts. Of no, 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 no. <clears throat> it was it was good, but not one of them elitist fucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so you were down in Virginia hanging out. Yeah, that's, I yeah. I don't or know what? how I don't know how much further you want me to go into this. I just to visit some friends because um, I should have visited later because the guy that I visited, um, or I stayed at his house. Um, Brock, he's actually moving very soon. And we were like, I was going to help move out of his apartment, but he had some other stuff going on the week after. And then he had like one of his high school classmates visit while I was there as well. So it was just like a powwow kind of. We just yeah, kind of hung good out. Shit. It was jealous. good. It was good. Um, no, no problems. So. so with that being said, well, you were off vacationing. What did we do before that? So we were in the studio like two days before I had to leave, maybe yeah. a day. So I like... I had to pack up for leaving and then also get ready for the studio at the exact same time, which is pretty interesting to work around. But yeah, I know we were in the studio. Um, and, uh, so the, <clears throat> this podcast is, uh, to talk about Tristan's travels cause he's an avid traveler, but also to talk about what we've dealt with in our studio experiences. You know, we've been in the studio. Oh God four or five times well, you live at a studio <laughs> yeah you, you well yeah in my basement you in but, your basement yeah so we've done we've done two releases in my basement which is quote unquote my 134 mm-hmm. headquarters studio but majority of the time we go to blast house yep. and we've done we did center at blast house we did micromanager we did the hour chapter one we did growl dissociate and this new song that's coming out july 21st and hopefully this podcast is out by then but uh july 21st 2023 our newest single red eye is coming out that was recorded at blast house as well but the basis of this podcast is to talk about how we've done it multiple we've done it i think a different way every every time we've gone into the studio yeah, it has not been consistent it has not been i mean this last one was kind of similar to similar to Micromanager. Yeah, except for wasn't Micromanager live tracked? Yeah, that this was. was way more refined. Yeah, I would say this process that we did at Blast House this time around was more typical, and we we did similar stuff here in the studio for recording the other two releases. But yeah. every time we've gone to these studios, it's definitely been like a different it's been process. Different. Every but time. the nice thing about that is it. It exposes you to multiple ways, so we can take that back. Yeah, and, and use come it here. here. Yeah, yep. no, for sure. Yep. So to start out, what we want to talk about on this podcast is our experience from going to the studio. What's worked for us? What has not worked for us? This is by no means a guideline. It's just how, literally, what has worked for us. And yeah. you take it with a grain of salt. We're a two piece, so we're kind of unique in that yeah. regard. Yeah, you know, you take it with a grain of salt. What's going to work for you? But this is what's worked for us, and this is how we'll eventually get to how we've saved a little bit of money by going in the studio. So yeah. let's kick it off. The demo with yeah. 
thou who shall not be named. So we're I mean, that was a pretty back. that was a pretty cheap run. That was literally that was live track the yeah. whole time. We did it as a we planned it being kind of a demo or like a cheap yeah. cheaply recorded. We wanted to get something recorded. No click. No, um, yeah. It was literally going your separate booths and let's play and yep. if it's crappy, let's do it again. Yep. That was, was really no punching in or out. It was live. No, I think we had a couple of spots that I need to punch in or out because I was drumming weird. But wow, did you, you ever heard Dirt Bikes intro? Right. Not <laughs> <laughs> talk about guitar. Yeah, that was up. that was the one then, huh? That was that whole session. Yeah. No, that was that was interesting. That was different. I would say pretty typical for like early studio. Yeah, that experience. was our. You know, that was our first time in the studio. But yeah, no, it was basically all right. Everybody, get your instruments warmed up. And we're just going to do it in one take. Yeah. And because, I mean, that's what we were used to. We hadn't practiced to a click before. But we then. still spent eight, I remember that, eight hours in uh, three songs. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though, too. It's like three songs done in eight hours is is pretty good. Like that. It's, it was. That, that's the pretty, songs weren't good, but I mean, it. No, know, it was, it was good, efficient. It was yeah. a good time frame. Yeah. And it was good to have that experience then, too. Like that makes a huge difference. Like if you're young in a band, um, practicing and recording your stuff is a lot different than oh. um going to the studio mm-hmm. and and recording mm-hmm. like it's totally different it's like game day yeah or race day you yeah know, something we're used you to you can practice all you, you want can pra- exactly you can practice all you want but you're never going to be prepared for no. the race especially especially vocals i will say the hardest like that I, was tough i don't have too difficult of a time playing drums a lot of the, the a lot of the hard part for drums and recording and being prepared for the studio is a being able to play to a click but being able to play dynamically to a click is the hardest part because like a lot of the live stuff and whatnot is dynamic so it's hard to capture that you know i want to get to that because sure. yeah we can we can come back because to that one. i you know on let's okay let's go to center yep I felt like a lot of the feel was taken out of that because we were so anal, but also it was so We were technical. really particular. It about, was literally yeah. that. So take a step back. Sure. Center. So the demo was we're going to pay for eight hours and do mm-hmm. three songs and whatever happens, happens. Crank it out. Center was the absolute opposite. Yeah. We paid over. Th- this is nothing. This is. We love our studio engineer. Yeah. Absolutely love him. We love yeah, the no studio hate. we like, go it's to. It's not like that. It, this is not a bash. This, is, our this is a learning experience from our point of yeah. view. So what we did with Center was we went in with some unrealistic ideas and time frames. Um, we literally did a rough drum track. The engineer edited it. I took it back home, practiced, yeah. quote unquote, to it. Uh, went into the studio, did the guitar tracks. I am absolutely terrible at playing guitar to a click, so that didn't work well. I mean, we just we spent a lot of time and money on that center yeah, album. That was a that was a really big learning album because it was are, a learning curve for sure. Yeah, and I mean, like that was like the true like studio experience where it's piece by piece, and we didn't have any we didn't have enough of an idea of what those songs needed to be before going into the studio. We, know, didn't, we didn't know the BPM. Yeah, if I could give. You know, just based off that, if I could give any band or any musician listening like advice, advice, it would be be open to studio ideas, but also yeah. have your your format down and what you want that not necessarily every single part of the song to sound like, but the atmosphere. What are you trying to get across? Because yeah. 
we had center programmed to a T. Like we had it, we want this. Yeah. Well, it didn't work out, and then we're like, what do we do? What do we do? Yeah. And then it ended up being there are, if you listen, there are guitar tracks in there that are programmed. Yeah. And so, a lot of the drums were too, because I wasn't clicked, but like, or I wasn't good with the click. But like, I feel like that's part of the learning experience too, right? Like, um, oh, I just I mean, had a, I just had a thought and it left. The but I mean, to, to to step back and not get too technical, yeah, that was a mistake on our part by going we're for our first release. Yeah, we're going to do a nine or ten song album. Album. Yeah. I don't know how many songs center. I think it's nine. No, right. We're gonna do a nine song album, and yeah, we're gonna send it. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Why the fuck do you think? <laughs> Our latest releases have been like EPs, singles and EPs, doubles, singles. Yeah, that's why. I definitely think that we didn't spend enough time recording, like even the smallest thing, right? Like set a mic in the center of the room and record it, and then listen to it and see, do we like the way this flows? Oh, you're you're talking like demo and our I'm own talking, shit. Yeah, I agree. I'm talking before, like in the pre-production of center. We yeah, we did not we do that, which right. I mean was fine. Like. I feel like we didn't know about that until we were in the studio. We were and pretty young. The process. I mean, we were yeah. 15, 16. At yeah. The I mean, we learned, we learned that process. We didn't know anything about it. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't know anything really. I mean, the little that we knew was just like fucking around with the garage no. band on the iMac, but, but like that wasn't enough, obviously. Um, we definitely spent a lot of time and money making that album, but I mean, it turned out the way it should have. You know, some people tell me Sinner is still their favorite album. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a well balanced album. What fucking world are you living in? Yeah. That's my least favorite. No, yeah. It's weird as a musician. I think Dad even said that last weekend when I was canoeing with him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, it's a, it's a, I mean, I'll listen to those songs and I'm just like, yeah, those are good. I just feel kind of separated from the We're actual. Def- yeah. I mean, yeah, we've come a long way since then. And I feel like that's important. You know, it's a photograph of where we were yeah. at, at the time. Um, but even so, like those drum tracks, I would totally lay down just a little bit differently at this point. They'd have a little more natural. Yeah, but it's feel. A, that's the that's the nice thing about music is you can see, like you said, how you evolve. But also, it's not you even know, music. Your is taste a, changes. It's a journey. Yeah, it's not a fucking. You're gonna be like the, you know. Okay, music ain't a math equation. It's, like yeah. like look at a band that we like, like Corn. Mm-hmm. They have not been the same. Between Any albums. one of their albums. Yeah, no, absolutely. And they say that's what keeps them fresh. Yeah. And then there's some bands that I fucking hate. Sorry to anybody out there. Motley Crue. Band like that. Yeah. Sounds the same all the way. It's like, I don't want to look. Okay, another controversial one. ACDC. I've learned to exp- appreciate what they are. Right. But they're the fucking same thing from whenever they started to now. Yeah. I mean, you have anyway, to, we'll, we'll jump off that topic before we insult. Well, people. to touch it quick, I wanna I wanna add my. Do you wanna cents. touch it? I do. Um, right. Is that those bands have their roles, right? Like Corn was new metal to the T. It was like they're trying. Oh, yeah. They're absolutely trying to evolve constantly. They they were trying to change things and do new shit all the time. They're, they had like fucking like twelve band members. I don't fucking know. But the point is, they were like constantly trying to do that. Whereas bands with like Motley Crue 
or ACDC. Like it's a four piece. They kind of know what they're doing. They kind of know what they, they want to write about. They know where they fit. Yeah. Well, yeah. right. I mean, that's just what they want to do. There's no limit to music. Like you don't like it because it's not your style. It's, that's it's not something you like. Absolutely fair. But it's subjective. I feel know? like we've. I mean, you look at our albums. Right. We've and we've evolved. we've changed. Like, well, that's the thing is too. We started so young. Like you fucking fifteen through twenty is just a oh, huge. Dude. It's a huge change in life. And our I mean, look at our look at our lyrical content. Well, right from center. To now, it's like, you know, 218, I was singing about dirt bike, dirt bike, all of that one too. But 218, I I was singing about a wet dream. Oh my God. Seriously. And then you come to now and it's more real shit. Funny choice of words. But the, no, that's legit. No, I know. But the thing is, everything we write, we relate to. Well, yeah. Well, you're not going to write music you don't relate to. Nah, some bands fucking Well, do, I know, but like... I can't stand that because how do you... Well, it's... Anyways, we're getting off topic. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's a that's topic another, for another... That's another That's episode. another podcast. Yeah. So, fast forward... Studio time. What was Us. Center to Micromanager? Yep. I mean, yeah. So, Center... So, Micromanager was, like you said right away, Um, that was practically live-tracked. It was basically live-tracked, yeah. And I feel like we had a very good idea of what the structure of those songs should be and how they evolved. We did. That, like, I remember that was our first EP that we literally recorded and listened to. I yep. remember we practiced pretty hard. I think the only one that wasn't like one take boom was Apoplectic. Yeah. Um, and because I mean, that, of the, it's clean a more guitar, technical. Yeah. the clean guitar parts. It takes yeah. me back to like a sick one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean... Yeah, Micromanager was really fast and easy. Like, that was a surprisingly easy album to record. Yeah. I mean, it was all one guitar. Um, well, except for Appleplectic. Right? Appleplectic. Was, Apple, was, the... was Appleplectic on Micromanagers? Yep. Okay. Appleplectic was on Micromanager, and that was the first video we had. Yeah. Or legit. No, right. Um, but yeah, I remember those being. I remember Appleplectic almost felt like a separate studio experience compared to the rest of Micromanager. Yeah. That's why I'm so separated from it. Because it was like. I feel like the three songs of Micromanager that I know, you know, like uh You're thinking Micromanager, Frown, Leash. That's that's it. Yeah, those and then are, it goes to Apple Plectic. Right. So those three um were all in drop B on your uh original J Terse. Yeah, the beater Les guitar. Paul. Yeah. yeah, right. And when I listen to those, it feels more like they're their own thing and Apple Plectic is kind of the leading track yeah. or like a separate like it almost feels like a bonus track. Um, that's kind of cool because that kind of showed people this is where we're going. Yeah, I mean that, and now let's transition. But right. that was pretty much that that studio micromanager was pretty much live tracked. Yeah, it was. It was, and I remember our engineer even going, "If it's off a little bit, no way." Yeah, we didn't. I think we maybe had. A, I don't remember if we had a click or not, or if it was just kind of like just do it. I think it was just do it. Yeah, and look at nobody's fucking messaged me and been like it's off that's not a click well it's yeah the click is usually just for patching's sake right but like maybe that's what that guy meant when uh i don't think you want to dive into that in this episode <laughs> so Trey's long story no the- long story short <laughs> we got some high praise for micromanager okay it was like old school simple metal and we had one guy who's in i'm gonna say it metal elitist yeah and he fucking hated it and gave us like a fucking two out of 10 rating on his review site and posted it everywhere. And I'm like, you know what, dude, 
<laughs> Trey was not happy about it. Needless wow. to say, I mean, because it was I, because he ripped into you pretty bad. I'll be honest; it felt it, it wasn't felt even personal. It wasn't even that. It was because I know he, I know who he is, and it's like because I don't suck your dick. No, I'm gonna say this. Whether or not this goes into the episode. No, no, it is because I don't suck your dick. You're gonna give me a bad review. But if I was buddy buddy with him, we would have gotten a good review. And the the best part was he gave our engineer a six out of ten, and our engineer is a world renowned engineer. Yeah, he's <laughs> you like know what professional. I mean? But yeah. anyways, let's skip. Let's skip. The next thing that came up was uh, you know, our singles. Yep. And there's a reason we went to singles. Yeah, well, in today's day and age, you're not gonna you're not gonna hold somebody's attention in an album. You're not, and that's what we're starting to realize. That's why you see a lot of singles from us. Go ahead, Drew. Yeah, I think a lot of that was also like the live music kill that was like COVID nineteen and whatnot. Where, oh yeah, where basically live music stopped and it was like, well, everybody was building their own home studios and people wanted to hear new music from people, so they were just like, you know, putting out music as quickly as possible, which not necessarily localized to Wisconsin, just kind of what I saw everywhere was people just like putting out singles and everything. Um, and in this digital age of music where, um, you know, people don't want to buy CDs. Yeah. Usually it's like, I mean, well, well, you got TikTok, you got Apple where you can go on and buy one song. Yeah. I mean, it's not even that Spotify. It's like, where do you listen to music? Right. right. Like right. a lot, a lot of, a lot of that's driven by like people, you know, Spotify or Apple Music, where you just slam shuffle and it'll 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 algorithm. Yep. Yeah, and basically it'll shuffle music. Um, you know, and my, you'll, you'll pick up a song here and there. Now, people like us, not everybody, not the majority, we'll find a song on an album and we'll listen to the album. Fucking right. But um, my not, favorite thing back in the day was pick up an album and know that there's a couple of good songs on there. Right. And then get those tracks that you're like, holy shit. Right. This but, song's good, but people don't they no, don't think like that anymore. Right. It's 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 what's gonna keep my attention. But I personally think that's a good thing. And this is why. Because a lot of bands um back in the day were releasing albums with you know, they had a track limit they had to hit. Um and there were filler songs that were just like two minutes of fucking nonsense. Like you would if you had that album, you would never fucking listen to that song. Like, literally fucking ever. A few things that come to mind are, like, Korn's Wish You Could Be Me, or, like, a couple or, of those. Or, uh, Alice in Chains, uh, I am our yeah. Right, right. Like, these little filler songs that were just bullshit songs. Like, the reason I like nowadays where songs can be released in that kind of a format is because, like, yeah, I can pick a song that I like out of a band and not listen to anything else and like be totally fine. I know I'm not a true fan at that point, but I still like the song. Yeah. Like it's the counterpoint that is like somebody who only likes creep from Radiohead and nothing else. Oh, for sure, for right. sure. But um so, yeah. Personally, know, personally to, I like that because to go like, back. Yeah. One great one that you were talking about. Corn mm. uh, for you. I that was supposed that to be goes. a filler. This shit right here is for you. Yeah. You all think it's about Yo. me. So there's some really great filler songs on albums. But as a local small band, you're only going to gain traction oh, right. with your best song. Right. And, and, and that, and is, that is, dude, 
I will stand by that because that is the fucking truth. Unless you are a Metallica caliber, Corn caliber, people will hear one song and like it. Or if you release an album, they're gonna like one song or nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just no, it I doesn't mean, make fair. sense. You know, it, it. I really really like the creative aspect of releasing a full on album. Yeah, no, I do the too. The artwork. The concept, yep. the songs, the even the song listing, but we, that yeah, failed like the order for us. That's in. That yeah. failed. For well, it us. didn't fail. I think. I think it's more like it doesn't make sense for us to do that anymore because I feel like we're always moving and trying different things. We're like, I mean, that's fair, but also the in- attention span of people anymore is yeah. not. I'm gonna grab this local band, Mile One Three Fours, ten song album, and I'm gonna listen to it because I. Bet the fucking, but I uh, the 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 people who do that are few and far between. Yeah, but I feel like also our production is not driven by that. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's not driven by we have to do an album. You know, we have to save all these songs to do an album. At this point, for us, it's more well. We have a queue of songs. Let's get this one recorded because we're in the mood for it, and let's get it released. We are because ve- yeah. it's done. You You're know? right. You know, we're we're very much. Let's polish this up. Yeah, just get them out. Yeah, well, it's like because w- me and you are pretty anxious people. I feel we don't like having songs sitting on our shoulders that aren't recorded, right? Shitting. That's yeah, I know. Fuck you. Um, but uh, because- I just remember even left a reason yeah. giving us shit. It's like, well, we want to get the shit out, get it over with, and move on. Yeah, we're it's, not. It's getting it done and moving it on. Yeah. So because yeah, like yeah. what'll happen is is like if me and you sit on a song for too long. We'll fucking rewrite that song like six times. Or it's or, like you in the set list before shows. Oh yeah. But it's the same thing with songs because like we'll sit on it. And we'll be like, well, what if we did it this way? Oh okay. A month later, I liked it the old way. You know, I think part of it is like we want to record a song, get it written, get it on paper. You know, send well, it on the it's way. A, it's a whole. You know what? Not to not to say anything about our f- fan base or anything, but it's like. We got that song out of us. Right. How it is, get it out of here. Yeah, because right. Because on to the next thing. Ship I feel out. like we're very progressive, and we're very – we're not going to sit here and stare at the past. No, right. You and know I, what I mean? And I by, think- the, you know, the, by the time we release songs, it's like we've played them live a couple times. We know how we want them to sound, and it's like let's let's get out of them. No, absolutely. Um, that completely derailed my train of thought. I think a lot of that too. Oh, that's that's where it is. Um, is that we're a two piece? Like when you have a band of five people, you can sit on songs for longer because you have to keep perfecting well, it. Well, they can make it fucking just. Well, no, it's not. It's not about like making it more than it is. It's about like because because we're a two piece, it doesn't take us long to a write a song and know all the parts. And once it's done, we get it out. Versus like a five piece, right? You gotta like maybe one person starts writing the song, or like three people do. Then you gotta teach like the other yeah, two members I, the rest I, of it. I agree, but I think it's all in the mentality. You know, you and yeah. I have a let's write it, see what it can do, and we'll get to this yep. eventually. But I think Red Eye, our newest single, was really great. I think it was. We went into the studio with some concrete ideas, yep. and then we both said. These are up in the air. Yep. And we then had we went, spots. Into, the, we we went had, into the studio and they turn out great. We basically had like a design and then Lego pieces on that design. Yeah. That we were like, well, we could put like a four but by again, four here. That comes from the learning. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so I, yeah. Sinner was 
Let's let's get back to the yeah. Original back topic on track. Here. Center was very much like the center all in, all in, don't, all in. But we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yep, young and dumb. Um, micromanager was all in, and let's just fucking we hit know the record what we're button. doing at this point. Yeah, yep. smash the, smash the record button. Smash that record. Button. Make it sound good, Dustin. Was but basically how that one was. I'll tell you what. Was it uh, the hour? Hmm. Mm. I think that, that was, was a single, wasn't it? We recorded no, the we, hour and dead to me. Oh, that's right. That the was the hour EP. chapter one. But what did we do different? What we did different was we wrote those songs together. Yeah. So we knew kind well, of. Well, Micromanager was pretty together. I feel like you came. That was. I don't. I don't. It was seventy five twenty five. Micromanager. I, I wrote a sub stack on it. Micromanager. I wrote in the shower. Yeah. Because I remember. I was pissed off. Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, you came to me with stuff, and I added my flavor to it. But I remember the hour was a total. It the was, breakdown right. was written by us. Yeah, it was. Let's the do intro this. was by us. Yep. The whole song was by us. The only thing I had was that. Yeah, and then it. Well, we just jammed it out basically. From same there. thing with Dead yeah. to Me. It was just the yep. J the J Lo beat the dun 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 dun. which I wrote in another Substack. J Lo inspired that. Right. Um. But no, yeah, I feel like we were both like that was that was when I was kind of growing more involved with the writing process. Right. Like, Center was very much me by myself. Yeah. Not because you didn't want to. No, it because it's just, that's that's how we, you know. Well, you had you had basically had these songs written and I was like, okay, like I'm going to But gonna, that but that's also a problem because it's like this is how they're written. This is how so, we're going to play yeah, them. Yeah. And we came to you for Right, Question and then even answers. even in the studio, they're like, "Do you want to?" No, I don't want to fucking change it. No, right. That's how I wrote it. No, right. But Being I mean, look at what happened on. Well, yeah, I don't think there's anything particularly just, wrong with it. It's just a growing thing. No, you know? I, I. But that's that's what this podcast is about. Is no, right. It's about showing our growth spurts. So Center yeah. was very much. I wrote myself. Yeah, uh, brought it super to young in the process. Like I didn't know a damn thing about writing. It yeah. was basically you saying play these with me and i was like okay and then micromanager i was a little more involved I was like what if we do little things here and there but i feel like and i i wrote this on our sub stack hmm. but the hour was the first ep it was just two songs yep but that was the first one we kind of collabed on yep it was all right we're we're writing and that today. to this day is still my favorite ep yeah, it's still my favorite shit we've released. I mean, it's tattooed on my arm. No, yeah, it's it was a good it was a good EP. Um, the hour was absolutely dark. Dead to me was I mean th- and that's I, some good stuff. I think that that studio experience, like I don't have a lot of memories from it, just because I don't either. It was fast. It was it, fast. It was a fast it studio was. experience, and I think we were we came into the studio. Basically, with a, we had a demo before that, didn't we? Yeah, was I don't it, even remember. There's an hour demo out there. I don't even remember. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't even remember the studio. Experience. It was fast. It was super fast. I think we came in with two songs ready to go, and they were like, "Okay," and we did it, and it was good. Nah. I specifically remember that being fast, if I'm thinking properly. Yeah, but that was so, at Blast House, right? Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, but else. we had it mastered by somebody else. Yeah, right, right, right. But anyways, so let's skip ahead mm-hmm. and let's go to. Growl and dissociate. Yep, those weren't at Blast House. No, they were. But what did we do first? We recorded it at a different studio. Mm-hmm. So what we did with Growl and Dissociate 
that was kind of when it clicked with us that uh, singles are the way to go yeah. for what we're doing. Yep. Again, it's going to differ for everybody, but for us, um, we are very write the song, get it out, write the song, get it out. If we ever get to a big block of songs, then maybe we'll have an album again, but uh, otherwise it's going to be EPs and singles. But for those, for Growl and Associate, Growl is a cover for um, those of you who don't know. Growl is a cover of our uncle's old trailer core slash punk band, <laughs> Rat Belly. And uh, we got permission to cover it because we always covered it at our shows. Yep. Um, and then we recorded it. And shit, we did. And then I'm trying to remember back this far. Dissociate was also another one. We actually were writing in a. We wrote that in that studio, did we not? No, like, dude. That was. We wrote that in my damn room in Monroe. Oh, that little right. tiny ass room yep. where three of us fit in a room yeah, that barely little, fits one people. It was a little den with the one drum people, kit in one it. person. Yeah, no. Yeah, and then but we I remember wrote. part of that writing process being at yes, the, so, the other place. So, too. so what we did was come up with some ideas, and then we also went to our buddy Josh Halverson, who's of the band Parallax. Um, his dad has a nice studio. We went over there and kind of literally, I remember we got the marker board out and we're like, here's the intro, here's the yep. verse, here's the chorus, here's the verse, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's we wrote how the we kind of, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Josh is so musically talented outside of his vocal abilities that he helped kind of, he had a vision for the song. Yeah. And we kind of went right along with that. And that song was just like, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was done. But yeah, and Growl was a cover. So that was done those snaps are crisp <laughs> they're crisp snaps but uh we did so dissociate and growl we did demo beforehand right just to see how it would sound and honestly both, that makes a huge difference both demos yeah so so they weren't far from the production right. yeah no, right i think it's where you were going with that was that both I'll, I'll tell you what i think that's when it clicked with us that demoing the songs before we take them to the studio was the way to go and i i swear by that yeah well i mean it gives you just the best example of of what it sounds when it's recorded i think you know if any amateur band we're amateur i'm not, that's not an insult we are an amateur band all no, right i'm just saying if any band thinks they're gonna go in the studio you need to record your shit listen to it for two weeks then decide what you want to do because that is fucking eye-opening. I think it is so eye-opening and it is, I think that's a guideline, don't you? No, absolutely. I think that's a goddamn guideline. I agree. Like you have to listen to your song. First of all, record it in any way, shape or form. It doesn't matter. Like you can whip up. Yeah. The quality doesn't matter. No. Like just make sure you can hear everything. It's gotta be audible. Yeah. Right. And listen to it. But also when you're listening to it, um, Make sure you're not just listening to it and then, like, the same kind of music you normally listen to. Yeah. You want to listen to different music while you're listening to it. And the reason for that is because then you don't lock yourself into a sound and you don't lock yourself to a format. Absolutely. Because if you have a song that you wrote while you're listening to, like, one band, it'll sound similar to that in structure. Yeah. You have to take a second to listen you're to You're going to be stuff. like, that sounds great. Right. 
I think what what I would do is I would throw it into a shuffle of all the music yep. that I had, and then you like, know that's it would, it that's what up. Uncle Craig did to me. He yeah. goes, "Here is I threw Micromanager in this uh, thrash. Mix. Yeah, listen how it sits. He goes, there. it is not Metallica, it's not Pantera, it's every other you know yeah. band that all got foreshadowed. Yep, and yeah, you know, yeah, and no, I agree. Like that's that's an important step too. Before you're willing to throw down money for the studio, record your song in any way, shape, or form that you have available. Like, I think for my solo project, I recorded it on $20 microphones. It does not matter about the quality of the equipment. It does. It really doesn't. Um, get it recorded and listen to it. And then once you listen to it, decide if you want to make any structure changes or if there's anything else you want to change from there. Record it again. Then go to the studio. 100% yeah. agree. I, I think that was something we missed on Sinner and Micromanager. Micromanager, I think, was better than Sinner, but I'm biased. I wanted to go that, you know, heavier route. Right. We both did. Yeah. So Micromanager was like, oh, yeah, it's way better than Sinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'll sure. tell you what. After the hour into those singles, when we started recording ourselves, it was like it clicked. It's like this is what we need to do. Right. I mean, granted, Growl was a cover, and all we did was drop tune and add some gutturals. Right. And that was our cover. Yeah, but we still, like, added our own flavor to it. Yes, yes, and I yes. mean, like, We've got a certain sound that yeah. people like and don't like, but... No, for sure. But, so, anyways, moving forward from that, we ended up coming with uh, Decline and Deadweight, and these were the first ones that... uh. We recorded in a mile one three four HQ. That yep. was twenty twenty, because uh, I really think they could have been. I mean, <laughs> we had really high hopes for the studio. I still do. Yeah, and I mean, like those were kind of our test run songs. Yeah, it was a learning. It was a, another step in that learning process of recording. Well, you know, can we do this ourselves? Can we take what we know and make a studio out of it? And that was also part of my solo project and learning how to use the studio. Oh, that's right. You did some of your solo stuff down yeah, there too. Yeah, well, I, I recorded it all here. Um, and the point of that being like, how can I take the knowledge that I already have and take it to the next level? Can we do it here, you know, without having to spend Nothing against the studio prices and whatnot, but just to be able to no, do No, but it. it's nice to be under your... So, basically, releasable demos is what yeah. we were looking for. Is something that we could... Disclaimer. Yeah. We are not a professional band, so... No. We're just looking to release some quality music, but... Yeah. We've spent... I mean, we've got a decent studio set up. We've got acoustic panels, uh, recording equipment, whatever, but right. it's like, how can we maximize this value of this, you know this material we have here right and that's what we've been working on and that's the result of dead weight and decline it has nothing to do against our studio but it's it's honestly more of an urge to learn yeah it's and, a, it's and a to be able thing. to say i did that shit you know what i mean right because i mean even even having done that having done our own recordings here we learn stuff to then take to the studio for recording from yeah, there i mean absolutely we demoed the new single here Basically had it in a listening oh, format, right? It, it was, was good. It was basically it was good. done, but it was missing this polish that we could have had from the studio. And you'll hear that when you hear the song. Oh, it's beastly. But at some point, we should release like the other version as a demo. Just I to, thought about that, just to give it like a little maybe, maybe at some point. But like, the I point, thought about putting it on the CD, but the CDs are already no in transit. Yeah, I think that's for later. But no, 
I think that uh, that that added a huge layer of well, what can we change and what do we like? Because then like once it's different to record something for a demo, right? The mixing doesn't matter. Mixing doesn't matter for anything. But we recorded this new single. And, like, we wanted to produce it, like, Decline and whatnot, where it's, like, a listenable, like, mastered format. Um, and I did most of that. And, I'm again, I'm not a studio engineer. I have no education in this. It's mostly by fly-by-wire. You know, what are we doing? Um, and uh, I uh, made that work. And it was the same with this new song. Um, and we we knew... And we had an idea of what our mix wanted to sound like. You know, going into the studio... Yeah. And I'll t- the roadmap t- was set, and yep. even even with the roadmap set, we still changed things. And I think that is a, a credit to recording stuff first and listening to it. <laughs> Damn like, right it is. I think that's. Just, but I'll tell you what: when we did decline, I mean, decline was a one take acoustic yeah. song, so there's not much to base on with that. Decline wasn't the acoustic song. Or sorry, dead weight. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> they both start with D. D. I know. But a uh, dead weight was an acoustic song. Yep. And it was. One take. I mean, that was the that was the um, what am I? What's the word I'm looking for? That was the novelty behind Deadweight. It was yeah. It was let's our, do one song. Yeah, it's gonna be, be raw. It'll be what it is. And that's yep. how we promoted it. Yeah. You know? It was all right. Here's the song we wrote. We're not gonna go in, but here it is. But decline know? was fucking cool because we did a first step record. You and I messaged back and forth. It was like a studio is, experience. Yeah, we're like, yeah. this is what needs to change. This is what we got to do. We did a video. Mm-hmm. And then even after we released it, Tristan and I were still like, it could have used this and this. And that is cool because as you're getting this feedback, right. you can take that wherever you want and figure out, you know, how do I want my – what are aspects I want my next release to have? Yeah, and I – and I feel like yeah. Decline was perfect for that. I mean, Decline's a nasty song as is. It's stupid right. simple. So yep. it's like we didn't lose or win on anything with that. It no. was here it is. Yeah, no. You know? It was it was basically handing somebody a song. You know, it's like there's no I mean, no, that was no all polish. DIY. That was yeah, the video absolutely. was all DIY. The song was all DIY. Yep. But anyways, so we took that and that Jeez. experience and then yeah not not after not long after we had our new single coming out red eye i remember we recorded it multiple times yep multiple times we recorded it and we were dead set on releasing it from my 134 hq and produced by tristan mastered mixed by tristan and uh it honestly sounded really fucking good, but all it needed. So we took all that experience we had, put it into Red Eye, right? The single coming up, but it was missing something. It. We took it to the studio. We found that something. It got that something. And guess what? Now we know what to do yeah. with it. No, right. And that's and that's not. We're not robbing from the studio. We're just learning. No. That's that's the whole thing with yeah. our music. And is, I, we're, we're not going to get famous. The, the the style of music we play, we're not going to get famous. So we want to learn so we can have fun with it and try to replicate. Yeah. But. I definitely think that music is music production in general, whether it's writing as the musicians or producing it as the mixer or sound engineer, is a whole learning process. Um, oh, man, I had a great thought, and it's t- totally leaving me right now. Um, but, yeah. No, going into the studio, we found that something that makes this huge. And I mean, the engineers have the education for it. You have to oh, keep they're in, so good. You have to keep in mind, like, 
They when, can do, you know, when you're, it takes us hours and days yeah, to do, they can do it in like you know, he'll edit half stuff hour on the fly. He'll just all just move but this here and it's totally fine. Let's go ahead. If you're, yeah, basically just that. I feel like that's an experience that everybody should have. Like if, you, if you're a dedicated musician, and this is it's going to sound a little pretentious, but if you're somebody who appreciates music, not only for the writing, but also the production and listening process of it, you should absolutely involve yourself with the like, you know, the DAW, like Ableton or uh, Pro Tools or any of the other ones out there, Reaper and what have you. But like you should involve yourself with that process, learn what it looks like, and then go from there because then it totally changes the way you understand music in general. Um, well, see, that's why I got Tristan because I don't understand any of it. I think you do. You just don't apply to it. I like Studio One for recording riffs yeah. quick. But yeah, yeah, yeah. regardless, guys, so the basis what we're saying is from what we've learned in all of our studio experience, even this single, what we did, we – man, this, this upcoming single, we – demoed it three times Mm -hmm. i typed up a word document of notes that we should adjust i sent it to tristan tristan adjusted the song and we just kept doing that back and forth back and forth once we were comfortable we booked studio time yep but even during that month from when we booked the time to when we had that song was still being written. We were still exploring options with yep. it. But no. that's the that's the beauty of a single. You're not focused on ten songs worrying yep. about how they're gonna sound. It was how can we make this single sound as good as it can sound? And guess what? I remember we did some ideas. Tristan and I figured out some ideas that were just rock solid, but we went into the studio and I told Tristan I go we are going to figure out in this. Yeah. We're going to figure this section out in the, in the studio. studio. And guess what we did? Absolutely. Because it's nice to have that studio engineer When you're there. in that environment. Yeah. And we came up with some killer ideas, and they made it onto the single. So you'll hear it. Yeah. 721. No, for sure. Um, So I guess the basis of this podcast is, guys, rule number one, record your songs listen and to listen to them. And then rule number two. Have mom listen to them. Yeah. Evaluate. <laughs> Send them to everybody and have, guys, constructive criticism. You have to expect honesty. Oh. If it sounds like shit, expect them to say it sounds like shit. And you have to. You yeah. have to. At first, we were very resilient to criticism. Yeah, we're doing it right. No. Yeah, we're like, we're doing it right. And you know what? Our number one criticizer is our uncle. And he's been in bands, and he's the opposite of us. He likes fast, uh, what is it, straight time he's punk. A punk. He's a punk drummer. He, isn't, he just he loves And, it, you know, it, at first I'm like, no, you're not right. But then he says shit, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, sometimes it makes he's sense. fucking right. So I would say rule number one is record your shit. Rule number two, listen to your shit. Rule number three, I would say be open to adjusting your songs because yeah. that's what we did even on this last record don't be rigid in your idea of what yeah. a song should sound like be malleable and then even going back to center remember i didn't want to give up that no. chorus riff no right it was really rigid but that was an art in itself if you're gonna be rigid you better know your shit you better know how yeah. exactly how it's gonna feel but otherwise be malleable but it is so cool because even on red eye our engineer was like try this and i'm like okay yep and then shit it's like good 
Okay, it let's opens do it. Ideas. And then there are times, even on this single, where the engineer's like, dude, listen. I'm like, I'm not doing that. And then he messages me the next day and goes, good call. Good call. So it's, it's, it's that collaboration yeah. that uh, makes the studio great. But I think every band needs to, rule number one, record themselves. Rule number two, listen to themselves. Rule number three, be open, but also rule number four, you got to go in the studio, but you have to set boundaries and you have to know what you want to sound like because there were times where we went in the studio and it was like, no, 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 no. no that is yeah. not the vision we had. And the engineer was like, yeah, yeah, and the engineer is like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Like you're not going to you're going to get different opinions from an engineer or anybody else and opinions you, are like assholes wow everybody's got one everybody's um, got, but right. like the idea is that like you have to be understand your vision be malleable with it but like also incorporate different ideas yeah. i would say number 5 for i'm going to yep. add a rule to this is don't expect perfection Every no, every no. album you listen to on the radio and whatnot is gonna sound perfect, but I guarantee you there's fucked it's up not. shit in there. Like I can I can tell you in every song I've ever recorded or been a part of, um, I will hear the little imperfections, right? You'll hear a snare buzz too long, you hear a guitar string that's out of tone. But that adds, if you didn't write it, you didn't hear it. Right. You know what that I mean? adds the feel. Cause look at our center album. It's not where, even that. It's, no, not, but it's even, not even that. Like if you if you've written the music, you'll hear the mistakes. But like if you listen to it and you've only listened to it, you haven't written it, you didn't play the guitar on it. You don't sound, know. It'll right. you know, and it's perfect, right? right? It's 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 perfect. Right. I'm floating quotes. You can't see my fingers, but I'm quoting it. It's perfect, right? Sorry, right. continue your thought. No, no, but I was you know, I'm on a different level here, but meaning I'm thinking of being the writer. Right. You know what's missed, yeah. In that, but that, that, in that adds, quote unquote perfection, like sinner, right. where we had to take out and program the spot because yep. I couldn't fucking play it to a metronome. But you're absolutely right. When you play something and you release it to people, they don't fucking know the if mistakes it was, make the song yeah. too. Like I you think that's what? that's what you were going for is the yeah, mistakes absolutely. and the little things make the song. Absolutely, because even on this single, every like the chorus is the same. Until yep. the end, remember we get the little. Yeah, it's just a little it's bit. It's like different. a shotgun. Yep. You know. Yep, yep, yep. But, anyways, so those are the. I think those are the solid five rules we that we can give. Loose rules as somebody who's been through it. Well, and right? guess what? We're not the biggest band around. We're not the most pop no, at and all. We're still going. But guess we're what? We're learning shit. It's gonna right. change in a week. You know. But like, guess what? what? We've been in the studio five times and probably spent. <laughs> Five digits worth of money. Right. Six digits. Not six. Not six. Five digits worth of money. And it's not about the money. You pay for what you get. That's with anything. No, right. But there was some money. We spent time in this studio, too. Free time, But there was some money in the studio that did not need to be spent because we were ignorant. You're paying paying for an education. Yeah, we were ignorant. You're paying to learn a little bit sometimes in the studio. So what I would tell every band out there, and I'll go back to my number one rule. (laughs) <laughs> no, you you need to record it first. Yep. Record it first. Number two, listen to it. Number three, get some feedback. I mean, take it with a grain of salt, but you you do need some feedback. Yeah. Because if you, I mean that like, that goes even to Tristan and I write songs together. We're like, this is fucking.
fucking great. Right. And then we go in the studio and he's like, well, this that's, is that part's not great. What if you do this? And we're like, no, no. And then we take a break and it's like, you know what? Let's try it. Yep. And then he incorporates it into the mix and it's like, that's really fucking good. So you need to be open-minded. Number four, you need to be open-minded, but but somewhat rigid. You need to have a open-minded, but know your vision. Yeah. Yep. And number five, I mean, don't don't expect it to be perfect. Don't expect it to be perfect. But also, guys, I don't think music is based on perfection anymore. It's really not. No. Like look at look at bands like Nirvana. I mean, anymore. And then I transition back to the '90s. But right. Nirvana's Bleach recorded for $600 and it is an absolute platinum album to this day. You do not need perfection anymore. No. I mean, you you a lot of people I feel like expect conviction. Yeah, it's conviction is a lot of that's a very strong word. Um You got to have conviction. Yeah. I think that kind of goes into like the whole vision thing too is you can you can be convicted of what you're doing and like do it you can also be open-minded to, oh, does this fit the bill? Does this kind of change the way I say things but also say the same thing? You got it. I feel like you and I have this good grasp of conviction. We but, run into it every now and then. Right. We run into it. but and the, You know what? I'm going to add another rule. I feel like you should run into your own convictions yeah. every now and then yeah. too. Though. And I'm going to add important. another rule. I think you Rule need six. To, rule six, and that's where we're going to stop. But All I right. think you need to – you got to write what – pleases you yeah because in today's day and age there's music can, for everything you can't please anybody no and half the shit that pleases people is fucking you're not writing music for a math test it's, it's, it's not a right tasteless answer. Yeah. yeah it's tasteless fucking uh god and i'm I, I this pains me to say it because i'm a fan of any type of music but it's tasteless generic shit so you yeah. just gotta write what you love and Make it the best you can make it. Um, I feel like you and I, we do a good job at not necessarily appealing to everybody, but at getting our message out there. Right. And With that a balance. Rule number seven. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> we but, could just go on for ages. But that's that's what mile one three four is. No, is yeah. We we connect with everything we do. The lyrics and the music is everything we are right and then when we play it live people come up to us and they're like man you guys are really into that you're sweating it's like well you know what this we we do not write music that we will not connect with all right like yeah i think that's huge i think that's huge because i see so many that's with conviction too generic fucking bands that yeah or music you know no right they just write for popularity and whatever else but nah right anyways we're gonna cut it so there's there's your six rules not necessarily rules i guess more like guidelines Guidelines. yeah that we've you know we've been in the studio many a time lessons learned in the studio we'll call it we're just trying to transpose them to you guys so this has been the backline podcast tristan's back from his vacation we've got a single coming out 721 called red eye yep fun fact about the single the title is red eye because i came home one night and we were supposed to demo it back in 21 2021 and i thought that's what tristan was screaming but it wasn't but that's the song (laughs) 
name. It's so. gibberish, basically. Yeah. So this is Trey. Hey, this is Tristan. This has been the Backline Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Backline Podcast. I got a piss.